2: Initiate Orphans Trailer Welcome to The Orphans It's Baz Gilroy Baz Gilroy, Gilroy, Baz Gilroy Hello,
1: I am geometrically fabricated and functional reasoning unit But you can call me Jeffrey You know what they're going to do to me
2: That's what I am to them out there Just a spill on the floor that needs wiping up Aren't I? I will
1: not stay here and witness your stupidity.
2: You do nothing but pretend. You don't care about me. Get up. He's going to find us if we don't move. The Orphans. The Orphans. The Orphans. The Orphans. Facility. Out now.
0: The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by a comic shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination, and with generous support of listeners like you. For more Nerdy Show podcasts, community forums, and to learn how you can support this and other fine Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com.
2: Ladies and gentlemen... From the Borough of Queens, in the city of New York, this is the Epic Podcast with your hosts, Nelson Lugo and Schaefer the Dark Lord.
0: Hello! Loyal listener, it is time once again for the Epic Podcast, episode 70, brought to you from the beautiful and spacious Studio 6C in Astoria, Queens. I am your host, Nelson Lugo. And
1: I am your other host, Schaefer the Dark Lord.
0: And we are back after... Two months of non-recording shenanigans, but you know what? We have been crazy busy for the past 60 days, and we have a lot to catch up on. Hello, Shaver. Hello! Uh, two months off. Two, well, we, weren't, we didn't get time off. We just
1: didn't do the podcast for two months. We were off the clock for the podcast for two months. Yes,
0: yeah, so we were off the clock
1: on so the was podcast. The last time we did an episode three months ago?
0: yeah. Did we skip two months? We skipped two months And then this is not going to come out until the end of November Which basically means, yeah, three months
1: Oh my god uh, I am so sorry, Emily You have waited very patiently
0: You've been such a patient, patient listener And we can only hope that this episode lives up to the expectations you have set
1: And it won't Because
0: that's not what we do here
1: We do not live up to expectations no. We no, wallow we, in our own comfortable <laughs> mediocrity and have for, fuck, seven years. Jeepers. Has it been that long? It's taken us seven years. To get to episode to 70? To out 70 episodes. Yeah. Good on us. Yeah. Good on us. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh, uh, this this won't make for good radio, but I'm patting you on the back. Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. I I see people. I when people recommend podcasts to yeah. me, I'll see the I'll see the these podcasts and it'll be like 189 episodes right. launched in 2017 <laughs> or 500 episodes, <laughs> and I'm like <laughs> launched like two years ago. <laughs> I'm like Jesus. Calm down, Stormageddon. You're making us look lazy. <laughs> Uh, I was just on an
0: episode of their Mass Effect podcast. Oh. Yeah, talking about uh, the character Grunt from Mass Effect 2.
1: Um, you, this isn't doesn't make for good radio, but I am nodding as though I know what that means.
0: <laughs> you have no idea what the hell that means. Nope.
1: And I don't want to. <laughs> oh, come on. No. Uh, did, you, did you ever play Andromeda? No, I never played a Mass Effect game. You should. You should play Andromeda a hundred years ago yeah. when you were really like strung out on mass effect 2 yeah you were really convincing me that sure. i had to play these games but back then it was an xbox exclusive it was yeah and i couldn't and i said i'll wait because someday they'll come to ps3 and they'll yeah. get upgraded remastered versions sure they sure, all sure, came sure. out and they started releasing more games i know
0: no heard. no there are no remastered versions actually
1: uh, i don't know what that i was saying right i, I meant that they they the made only it game, available for sony the
0: only game available for uh PlayStation at the moment is Mass Effect Andromeda.
1: Well, I've which never is the
0: fourth installment of uh, the Mass Effect
1: saga. I have not played one. Okay. Um because there are no zombies or lightsabers in it. <laughs> or grappling hooks.
0: Are there grappling hooks? No, but you do you do get a jetpack and It's not what I
1: asked. Okay. No grappling hooks? No grappling hooks. Zero interest. Oh, come on. Is it an RPG? Yes. Isn't everything an RPG now? Technically, yes. <laughs> Technically, I am still everything. so frightened by those three <laughs> letters even though I play a dozen games that are that are steeped in RPG elements. You are currently playing an RPG. I know! There's an upgrade skill tree. And yes, and an open didn't even, world. They, they didn't even hide it. They called it a skill tree. Yes. Like, that is RPG language. It is even tree-shaped. It is tree-shaped. <laughs> and I'm still like, where am I going to spend this one skill point? I We should, we should probably talk about what the hell we're I was going to save this for later, but... Right, yeah. Uh, we are playing uh, Star Wars Fallen Order. No, Jedi Fallen Order. Thank you. Jedi Fallen Order. I am upset with the title of this game because um, it's referring to the Fallen Jedi Order. Yeah. This, the, this video game is an, uh, an action game with RPG elements <laughs> that takes place <laughs> after the fall of the Republic yes. in the prequels and yes. during the Rise of the Empire.
0: Right. This is this is right after uh, uh, Order
1: 66. Six, yeah. yeah. Um, so but my issue with it is it's referring to the fallen Jedi order. Yeah. Why did they put a word between Jedi and order? Why is it Jedi fallen order? Do they just like make like refrigerator poetry. <laughs> they just threw a bunch of words at the fridge. Is the sequel going to be called like uh, Origins? Or something like maybe, that. What or the those? rise, yeah, the yeah, reckoning or the reckoning, uh, the rebirth. Anyway, Electronic Arts has made a Star Wars game uh-huh. where you play a a Jedi who survived Order sixty six.
0: Yes, as as I like to call him, my sweet sweet uh, Jedi baby boy.
1: He's a uh, ginger with an underbite. Yeah. And he's got a wally on his back mm-hmm. and you run around exploring worlds from the Star Wars universe yes and, trying and, you, not and to you get hit, dead.
0: and you hit things with your laser sword real hard yeah in the face it's great uh, I die a lot I have died so many times you just told me you're also playing
1: it on the easiest mode
0: well I started on it's sort of like its version of the normal
2: mode-hmm
0: uh, because and I Please forgive me, Internet. I'm about to say the thing that is verboten. It is, you know, I've never played any of the, the, the Dark Souls games, any of that, uh, any of those. That's what you're apologizing for? Yeah, because apparently this thing's been, like, compared to Dark Souls to death ad nauseum.
1: Isn't Dark Souls supposed to be, like, an impossibly difficult game? Wasn't that the thing that it was known for?
0: Well, yeah, but but there are, s- basically, this game, from what I've been told, I haven't played any of the, any of the Dark Souls games, lifts things just Absolutely fucking copy and paste over uh, like things like the like the meditation circles, like the fact that, you know, although you gain more skills by the end of the game, a stormtrooper, a regular stormtrooper can still kill you if you're not careful. Like, you know, um, it's it's got a lot of the element systems in terms of like, you know, how parrying is very important and dodging is very important and learning like the 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 patterns of your enemy attacks are important and um collecting seeds collecting is that
1: from dark souls i
0: don't know but like you know it's like you get stim packs instead of like estus flasks you know what i mean it's very it's it's got a lot of the the sort of trappings of those games and i never played any of them and so i was a little nervous going into it and so uh i played i played the first oh god <sighs> I can't even I, the first maybe eight hours on what would be its normal mode. Mm-hmm. And then I decided, nope, I just want to enjoy this. Why? Why am I torturing
1: myself? So I, I put it down to
0: baby mode and it's still kicking my ass, but I'm actually having more
1: fun. Well, I'm glad you told me that because now I'm going to downgrade mine to baby mode too. Yeah. Like most games, it seems you start off, you have three levels. There's like the easy, normal, and advanced or or whatever. And this one has four. Yeah. So I got confused by that. I was like, is the highest level an additional difficulty or is the lowest level an additional easiness?
0: No. Basically, the lowest level, what it gives you is more your parry time the window for the parry time is wider, much, much wider, probably the maximum it can be. And your enemy health is lower and your enemy aggressiveness is lower. Um, that's all it really affects. So when you go on like the super nightmare mode, all of those are like, your parry is turned way the fuck down and your enemies have maximum health and maximum of aggression. Right. So um, I, I I just, I, I don't feel like, I just, I'm an adult. I don't have all fucking day to play these games. I can only play them in short spurts and I just want to enjoy it. So yeah. I, I want I want to I love the story actually. I think the story is actually really compelling and I'm very interested in what happens next. And I don't want like I don't want I don't want the next chapter to be 8 hours later because I can't fucking get past this one fucking boss. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um they're really leaning in. I mean Star Wars has always been um has always leaned pretty heavily on World War II metaphors and, yeah. and, and Holocaust metaphors. Yeah. They might as well have called this game Star Wars <laughs> The Diary of Anne Frank.
0: <laughs> you're, just, you're just
1: the last <laughs> refugee hiding from the, the stormtrooper Gestapo and and they're just hunting you down and burning everything. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I'm and playing it on level two, whatever that is. I, I was, was on that for
0: a while and I decided not to. Yeah. yeah.
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna level down so I can enjoy this game because I'm getting pretty frustrated <laughs> <laughs> at times.,
0: uh, yeah, and and it has elements of like uncharted, yeah, that so much climbing. I don't mind the climbing. I, I actually like those quieter moments. I, I like I like the sort of like exploration transversal stuff. Um, what I don't like is that the hitboxes to grab vines, is so fucking narrow. Oh my god! Like you have to be. If you're like a centimeter off, you're dying. Yeah. And I just think it's, it's a little unforgiving, which I guess is kind of like par for the course for these types of games. I guess.
1: What do you mean, EA games or Star Wars games? Uh,
0: Dark Souls games. Okay. <laughs> or Dark Souls, like, uh, I even, I mean, I, I, don't even mind like the going back, like the Metrovania sort of trope of going back to places
1: you've already visited to collect oh things
0: you couldn't get the first time around
1: oh my god I i'm mind it. so tired of backtracking in this game uh it feels I, like the first dead space the first dead space was a great game yeah but it was it was took, there
0: backtracking in that i don't remember there being back-tracking. i mean the
1: whole thing took place on this one little narrow spaceship and so true, every true, true. mission was just like good job you found the space battery now go- we need you to go back to where you got that and find a wire. But also, uh, 600 enemies have respawned since then.
0: <laughs> Some
1: shit you haven't even seen before. And no laser sword. <laughs> no laser sword. Because it is not a Star Wars game. It's not a Star Wars game. But no. I loved Dead Space. <laughs> <laughs> because it, when it, it was at its best when it was really doing survival horror well. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like there's even kind of like a slight element of survival horror to this game because... Of the infuriating uh, health mechanic, um,
0: yeah, 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 which is also an, an element of Dark Souls, which I didn't, which I didn't realize.
1: I don't like it, but I like it when I get through something, and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I am alive. I am alive. I am a, I am freaking Fred Savage and the Wizard right now. That's how good I am. <laughs> Ask your parents <laughs> what that reference means. <laughs> Um, but it's great. Uh, I got it for my birthday. You did from my best friend Nelson Lugo. Oh, that asshole! Yeah, and a freaking purple dual shot controller.
0: Actually, I'm a little jealous of the new of the new controller. How, I how's did, it feel?
1: Oh, it's so good. It's Is it got this weird? I don't know what they're making things out of. I'm assuming that every time I get something that feels uh, unique to the touch. That yeah. that's tech that we recovered from the Roswell crash, <laughs> because it's like it's hard plastic, but it feels kind of velvety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got that soft. Like, maybe it's a really hard leather, or like a real—I mean—a really soft leather or really yeah. hard foam. I don't yeah. know, but it, it's 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 a very satisfying. Uh, uh, yeah, and been... I did not realize that Sony was manufacturing Dual Shocks in purple.
0: Well, no, they just came out. I know. Yeah, uh, I, I'm actually thinking about getting myself a fancier DualShock.
1: Oh, in a in a fancy. Color. I mean, it's the controller's the same. It just feels yeah, nice. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, I, I only have the one, and so I figure. Yeah. Might as well get another one. What are
1: you going? Are you going to get a camouflage one since you love playing Call of Duty? <laughs> I'm just making up shit about you now. I've never.
0: You've never. played I've a, played one Call of Duty game. Really?
1: And, That's more than I've played.
0: I think. I think it was the. F- not the first one, but, like, the first, like, modern one, the, the modern warfare one, yeah. Wow. Back in, like, 2010 or something, 2011.
1: Did you think about our vets while you were playing it?
0: No, no. It disturbed me, so I stopped playing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I've seen videos of it. Yeah.
0: Them. Like, I don't, like, there's something about simulated war that I don't particularly care for. Like, which is weird, because, like, I don't have a problem shooting hundreds of thousands of aliens
1: in the face right no i have no problem no problem with cutting a giant spider's yeah. head off with an axe
0: exactly or or even like the high fantasy games i have no problem using a frost spell on like a giant golem that my that my you know uh, uh my paladin basically cuts in half with an axe i have no problem, problem
1: if my companion for the entire game after a Thirty-minute info dump cutscene suddenly reveals himself to be the villain of the game. Yeah, as long as his eyes are glowing white and he says some evil shit, yeah. I will I will stab him in the dick a thousand times yes. with whatever I can get my hands. Yeah,
0: I, I I have a problem with like real people shooting other real people. Yeah, simulated. You know.
1: Yeah, I, I want my war simulated in space. Right, <laughs> in space or with elves, it's like Bigfoots and shit. Right. <laughs> or armored mechs let, or... Me ta- let me tell you something that frustrates me about game culture okay and it's something that i've been one m- thing no i mean everything i i hate video games <laughs> i don't i don't think i utter a phrase as frequently uh-huh um as i hate video games when i'm playing video games <laughs> i feel like the dad in heather's like sure oh, somebody tell me why i read these goddamn things uh ask your parents to explain that reference part two um but here here's the thing. I've gotten stumped a few times, like or stuck in places playing yep. uh Order Jedi Fallen. Sure. Whatever crazy syntax that EA went with. Um and so I will go to the internet, I will go to YouTube and I will watch some ten year old British kid like speed run this thing yes. so I can learn how <laughs> how I'm supposed to get that door open. Yes. And what frustrates me is like this game, by the time I'm playing it and and, and watching these YouTube clips, this game has been out for like fewer than 24 hours. Oh, by, yeah, by the time you're looking at by YouTube videos? By the time videos. I'm looking at it. And I'm all the videos that I'm watching are people doing like new game plus runs where they have like, <laughs> they have extra ability. They can do like double jumps and shit that has not been unlocked and won't be unlocked for like another 25 hours of gameplay. And I'm like, settle down, Nigel. Could you do this for the pedestrians out here? Like you already beat the game and then you started uploading videos? My God. You are the future of this world. <laughs> because I got st- uh, I got stuck on this yeah. spot and and yeah. like the, the vi- I found like multiple videos and somebody was doing this like little double jump and a flip thing. My ginger underbite jedi cannot do a double jump flippy thing. Well, not yet. No, cuz I haven't I didn't beat the game in the first 6 hours <laughs> that it was released. <laughs> <laughs> is there a contest to see who can get their like walkthroughs online first? <sighs> I, I Yes. And you don't answer this question legitimately. No. It's only going to make me feel no, no, older no, no. than yeah, I did no, asking it hypothetically. No, it's
0: worse. Yes, there is a contest, but just like British Bake, there's no prize. Is there no prize in the Great British Bake Off? No, you get a cake stand. Oh. You get a glass cake stand. You
1: get glory?
0: Well, sure. I guess that's why the YouTube video- <laughs> I know you're doing. a big
1: fan of that show. How psyched would you be if you won Great British Bake Off?
0: Oh, my God. I would die a happy man.
1: Your every bio you wrote for the rest of your life would open with that. It would And then it would it. be like, oh, I was a, a ringmaster. Yeah. I uh, Whatever. worked at Jim Henson. Sure. I produced a couple one-man shows. I won Great British Bake Off. <laughs> First American. With my delectable macaroons. Macarons. Oh, I'm sorry.
0: Uh... I like I like this game I like it a lot uh yeah. I, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to finish it but I will play I will play as much as it much of it as I can before like life takes over basically
1: I uh will encourage you to finish it this is the first time in ages that you and I have been playing the same game at the, the same, same game time. same time yeah and and having just compared notes before we started recording realize we're at very similar places stages in the game
0: yeah that yeah, yeah. has not
1: happened in <laughs> ages. <laughs> a- like maybe Arkham City was the last time that happened.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Arkham City is probably the last time. So were-
1: I will I'm going to play this thing to the bitter end and I will encourage you to play it and I will not spoil anything for you because Why, I'm not you. a monster.
0: Thank you very much. I
1: mean I am, but I'm not that kind of monster. Well, you know. Um it's great. This is the this is wonderful that this all happened like right around my birthday because um in case I haven't made this clear over the years Star Wars is the closest thing I have to religion yes it, yes, it is and right on my birthday this year the fucking heavens just started raining Star I Wars know. on me <laughs> so Jedi Order of the Fallen Jedi yep. came out sure <laughs> Disney Plus launched with the Mandalorian series right and I just bought us tickets for opening night of Rise of Skywalker next month yup it's And I know they're still publishing Marvel books, but I, I, I'm like at the point where I'm like, there might be too much Star Wars for me. <laughs> <laughs> but the freaking Mandalorian is great. And I would like to bring this up to continue my old man rant from before yes. about how do people have this much time? And I don't spoil things because I'm not a monster. Right. The Mandalorian was out for less than twenty four hours before there were spoilers. Before all like over there. six people in my Facebook feed spoiled the biggest reveal of the pilot episode. You've already had it spoiled because uh, no, I have not. It's been like yes, yes, you have. We were just talking about it. Oh, is oh is that the spoiler? Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize it was a spoiler. I I saw like multiple screenshots of that within like twenty hours. And I was on the road and I I just thought I
0: just thought that was just part of the episode. I didn't realize it was like the big reveal.
1: It's the biggest reveal. It ends with that shot. Oh, wow. Okay. fuck. So this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. I I didn't unfriend anybody for spoiling it. Uh Oh, Um, but 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 I unfollowed a bunch of them. Okay. because I don't want to see them doing any more of that shit, because apparently the hour that the episode drops, it's like a race to watch it. So you can be the first one to be like, yeah, yeah i didn't know c-3po had nine dicks (laughs) oh i'm sorry spoiler because i don't want that shit to happen again right this is what i'm gonna do i made a list of the people who i unfollow oh jesus you're not that guy are you you have known me for so many years have you known me to not be a scheming vindictive scorpio prick
0: uh, okay true You're, that's on brand
1: yeah. yeah. so what I'm going to do yeah. is uh, we're going to see Rise of Skywalker on Thursday night not on Friday yeah. as we have with the previous yeah, yeah. I am going to uh, DM like three word spoilers to everybody oh, who spoiled the Mandalorian my God. so they can't even if they see it show up in their inbox in three words it's, it's going to say it right there Jesus
0: Christ
1: R2-D2 is, is Ray's father.
0: <laughs>
1: Look, I'm really not actually going to do this. because that
0: Chewbacca it. gets pregnant and has a baby.
1: Chewbacca gets pregnant and has a baby.
0: Um, they name it Luke. <laughs> I'm not really going to do
1: that. I'm not. This is what I did when I was blind with a rage. Everybody was like, has been so protective about spoilers with Star Wars movies and yeah. all of those Avengers movies. Yeah. I feel like there has been a social contract that we have all entered to be like, all right, we're not going to spoil it. I know people who have started short-lived Facebook groups just so they could discuss uh, Endgame, like in the first 24 hours before yeah. their other friends had seen it. Yeah. That's great. Apparently, none of those rules applied to The Mandalorian.
0: Mandalorian. Um, um, I. I have not seen The Mandalorian, um, and I don't think I'm going to subscribe to Disney Plus because Ma- the Mandalorian is the only thing on that streaming platform at the moment that I care about, and I just can't justify another fucking subscription service.
1: It's only seven bucks.
0: No, here's the thing: what I will do is I will wait until season one of The Mandalorian is over. I will cash in that sweet, sweet seven-day free trial. Just binge it, yeah. Binge it and then
1: fucking cancel it. There is a ton of content on Disney+. Plus. It's astonishing.
0: Well, well, yeah, but it's nothing I want to watch.
1: You are are wrong.
0: No, dude, first of all, all of the Marvel stuff I do want to watch isn't going to be available until 2020 on the platform. Um, So basically all that's left is stuff that I can get elsewhere free or like the Apple Dumpling Gang or... The the cat from outer space, or race to which mountain? Which steamboat Willie? Oh god, man! I've, you could watch Steamboat Willie on fucking YouTube. It's like it's yeah, it's, but it's all the sea material and all the shit that I've it, already seen a million times. It's,
1: there is it, there is a freaking uh, uh, heroic amount of content. There is I, so no, much stuff. I believe you. Don't but you it, want to watch the '90s animated series Gargoyles in its entirety? No. Don't you want to watch the 90s X-Men animated series in its entirety? No. Um, Shit. Snow White? No. Hmm. Maybe it's not for you.
0: (laughs) There is a staggering amount of content, yes. Yes. A lot of it is all of their D-list shit that failed in theaters.
1: That's not true. There is is, uh, prestige pictures from their animated history, all of which now feature disclaimers because it's all hella racist. <laughs> You've heard about that, right? Yeah. yeah. I,
0: thought, I thought, I mean, they kind of painted themselves in a corner. Like these are classic Disney films. They're not going to not show them. So how do you work that around that? And you, and.
1: Yeah, and some of these features are like 80 minutes long. So you can't yeah, cut them down. Exactly. It's like you're barely a feature. Exactly.
0: So I think. Of all of the options available to them, I think that's probably the smartest thing to do. Like, like, you know, like a lot of disclaimers are like, you know, this, this presentation has blood or graphic violence or, you know, or nudity. And then this has inappropriate,
1: you know, cultural stereotypes. And, um... Yeah, the disclaimer is something like this, the following feature, like, um reflects uh, the era in which it was created and and may lean on prejudices of of the era why can't it just say like warning this thing is 50 years old and racist as fuck (laughs) (laughs) or af come on yeah we'll we'll keep it It, it clean i mean it is disney yeah um, There's no child like that's like, I really want to watch the 60 year old Dumbo animated feature. It's all adults yeah. that have like nostalgia tied into it. Right. They want to see that movie that features a crow whose name is Jim. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and they'll never play Song of the South, so I know. And know. that's I feel like I don't want them to make Song of the South available. But I kind of do just because I want to see the freaking balls on Disney. They own <laughs> big, big, everything. Big dick energy. Big dick energy. Oh my God. They own, like, they now own Fox. They own yeah. Marvel. They own Disney. They Until own Star Wars. One. They've now got a streaming service that's going to kill a bunch of other streaming services. I want them to no, just come out and put Song of the South on the front page. Disney, and the, and yeah. the caption says, what are you gonna do? <laughs> watch it! Don't watch it! It's a free fucking country. Yeah. <laughs> Here you go. We added director's commentary <laughs> that we dug up from the past. The language might be a little salty. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then at the end, it's just like a the, the screen just fills with like this giant like like v- the Victorian era portrait of Walt Disney's.
0: <laughs>
1: Disney Plus, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Uh, I hope they don't do it. I really don't. do that. All of that said, I just want to like let me just wrap that one part up there and say The Mandalorian is great. It is great. It is great. It is, great. It is a freaking Western, uh huh, in the seediest parts of the Star Wars universe. It takes, awesome. It takes place like I think five years after the fall of the Empire. Which is kind of hard to keep track of because... Wait, 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 wait. Our game that we're playing takes place about five years after the fall of the Republic. Yeah. So I, I'm getting, as I'm playing one game and watching this show. I'm getting kind of confused where I am. Oh, and, so this um,
0: is after Return Jedi. of the Jedi. Yeah. Uh, but before... Uh,
1: Force Awakens. Force Awakens. Yeah. It's, it's kind of at the, the dawn of that. The Empire has has recently fallen. <clears throat> so the lawless parts of the universe are even more lawless or galaxy that's the language they use and right, and well, so it's, it's a freaking western he's a highwayman. he just like gets jobs and he doesn't say a lot and he does lots of cool shit with guns and he <laughs> kills people and picks up bounties and meets aliens with weird like facial prosthetics along the way all right kills them and shit it's great it's great uh let me know when season one is over okay uh, and i will binge that shit okay if you want to come over sooner than that and like watch a few of them like the forty-minute episodes. Oh, really? Stuff. Yeah. Shit, it's, I might it's, take you up on that. It's so good. It's such good Star Wars content. Okay, I'm in. Okay, I'm in.
0: Uh, what do, you, what do you want to talk about now? Do you want to do you want to take a break and then come back and talk about like the two big things?
1: No, we can split those up. I've got something I want to say. Oh shit! Hot content coming in
0: hot. Schaefer's Ranting Corner.
1: Do, re, mi, fa, so la, ti, do. Here we go. Yeah. You're fucking married. Yeah, I got married.
0: Oh! Hooray! I feel like I had to rant about
1: Star Wars for half an hour just because I'm still having a hard time making sense of this new reality. Yeah. Yeah, Where. Well, you're not alone. I mean, Nelson. The Razor Lugo. The Razor. Isn't that what they, that what they called you in the joint? Uh, I have no idea. Uh, Nelson Lugo, you're married. I know. I know. Wow. That's a thing that's happened. I've said that out loud in a room with nobody in it more than <laughs> once recently, where I've just had to stop and take a pause and say, Nelson Lugo is fucking married. Yeah. Yeah. It is a new dawn. It is a new day. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes, it is.
1: Yeah I feel like I'm, 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 I might be going I, in on this too much. It sounds like I'm kind of disparaging you. I'm not. No, no, no. I don't, I don't feel that. I am I, absolutely freaking elated for you. I'm uh, very happy for
0: uh, you. Well, I mean, to be fair, I'm just as flabbergasted about it as you are. So uh, I, I often find myself alone in a room with no one saying out loud, holy shit, I got married.
1: Yeah. So... I can see your jewelry. Yeah, my bling, yo. Wait, clink it against your bottle. Oh my god, it's real. <laughs> that's that's pure gold, baby. Um, wow, I don't even. I, I know that we've we've talked about your engagement on here, and we've talked about Lisa on here. Yeah, um, and we've had Lisa on the show. In fact, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, but but
0: before the shenanigans of wedding bells, were yeah. even even a, a din in the in the in the in the far flung future.
1: You're not even just married. You're a Freaking newlywed.
0: Yeah. I think we just passed our one month anniversary. (laughs) That's not an anniversary. Stop that.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. Congratulations. I don't, I like, I, I, I don't even know what I want to say. Like, you also, the two of you have this lovely apartment that you moved into and decorated. Yeah. Like, within the past year.
0: Yeah. yeah, But that's Uh, still. uh, No, we've been,
1: we just, uh, yeah, just over a year now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's even still pretty new. So like I, I I keep wanting to ask like kind of cliched questions. Like, Go for it. Well, is it do things feel different now that you're married versus when you were dating? But like you were still kind of newly shacking up. A well, year is not that much time. Well,
0: we we knew each other for about a year before we moved in together. Okay. And then I lived in Bayside, Long Island for about six months. Yeah. With her. Yeah. And then we moved into an apartment together, and so I mean we've known each other for like three years now. Yeah. So it's not. I mean, we're not new. This isn't a new relationship. This is a very sort of well-established relationship.
1: But you have like a like a major milestone. Yeah. About every year. That yeah. is that is that is unique. Like well you, that's
0: that's all Lisa, uh, and I know Lisa's going to listen to this, so I'm going to throw you under the fucking bus, baby. Well, um, basically. She cannot stand uh, stagnation. Mm -hmm. Um, She is simultaneously always looking for what the next level is Mm -hmm. and um, embracing what we have now. Mm -hmm. Whereas I just want to embrace what I have now all the time, every day, forever, the rest of my life. So every major thing that we've accomplished, it's really been because Lisa kind of declared it and then I pushed back against it and then we did it anyway.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You're... I mean, a part of you yeah. wanting to being resistant to change yeah. and and not wanting to take big steps is that your resolve is also very weak. It's like an atrophy. <laughs> so I don't feel like Lisa's had to push you that much. No. I no, feel like... Not not really, no. You're going to come move to Bayside. I really don't want to move to Bayside. You're moving to Bayside. We're going to Bayside.
0: Yeah. That's, that's how that's, I imagine the conversation went That's down. almost exactly how it happened. I don't yes.
1: feel that Lisa is... Uh, <laughs> is like domineering or demanding or controlling at all? She's she's
0: she's very she's very persistent, but with a very lots of room for me to kind of like run around like a chicken with my head cut off. Mm-hmm. But in her persistence, also just oh, like a saint like patience. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? So she basically just waits out my shenanigans. And then I come around to her because she's fucking smart and she yeah. knows a lot of fucking shit. And she's always going to be more emotionally intelligent than I am. Just, just, And I don't mean that as, as hyperbolic. I, that's just... Just just because of the nature of how we grew up, she's just always going to be more emotionally intelligent than yeah, I will ever you, be. You
1: don't have to explain. I didn't yeah. challenge that.
0: Thank you. Uh, and so... <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so she just sees things long before I see them in okay. terms of like, like, uh, like how we're feeling, how the relationship is going, like what, what the next step is, like what our, you know, what our biggest challenges are, what, where our strengths lie. Like, she's just really smart about that sort of thing. And we'll often just see it long before I do. And sure. so, um, I've just gotten to the point where I just kind of like, I just trust, you know?
1: You know, it, it's I don't know which of these came first, either oh. that particular set of personality traits yeah. or the fact that uh, she's a chef.
2: <laughs> because no, seriously, because there's so much
1: looking down the road in the preparation process. <laughs> sure. you're not, you can't really just do things completely linearly. You have yeah. to have stuff like, yeah, I mean, that's where the expression like having you know multiple pots simmering like comes yeah. from. Like yeah, is yeah. she you i i feel like she is 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 probably very very good at at planning like a sort of a long term story arc for whatever it is that she oh, wants to do absolutely and, but, but that's
0: also like that's the double edged sword right so like she's really really good at this sort of like future facing um long term vision right mm-hmm. um and the bad news is She's really good at this (laughs) future-facing, long-term planning. That's only
1: bad for your like your pensions for wanting to lead no.
0: Well, I mean, she she struggles, she struggles to be in the moment. Like she struggles with being present in the moment and enjoying what she has in the moment. That's a thing that she's that she struggles with. And but that's a thing that I fucking excel at. Right. So I'm kind of horrible at, you know, seeing five years down the road. Um, but I'm really, really good at just being with what, being with what I have right in right in front of me. Yeah, you know. And whereas she's kind of the 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 opposite. She's you know she's she's very good at that long term stuff and not so great at being present. And although she is getting better, I mean we're both getting better in our perspective sort of, you know, challenges. But, um, you know, I, I think I think one of the things we we really love about the relationship is that i ground her in the moment and yet and she keeps me um pursuing what's next
1: Hmm. yeah i am very happy to hear you say describe yourself as one who lives in the moment and also now having this partner who is who is kind of teaching you how to like prepare for the horizon yeah um because neither one of those things is you wallowing and dwelling on the past and that has been <laughs> a pretty definitive personality trait of yeah. my best friend for several years. Yeah, for a long, long time. Yeah. Um, yeah and yeah, so yeah. that's that is huge progress. Yeah, I've never heard you describe yourself. I'm a guy who lives in the moment. I mean, it's true. No, I, I, I've not, always I, been that way. I, I wouldn't challenge that because yeah. I would I would believe that's true. It, yeah. Maybe at times to a fault. Yeah, where you're just yeah. like, um. You know, hey, do you want to see a movie tomorrow? Well, right now I'm dealing with this fucking cupcake. (laughs) That's how I've known you as living in the present. (laughs) But I see like a much more like a uh, Elan, much more of a lust for life and and an appreciation for the things that are. Well, I think that are like I, I see you kind of appreciating things before you more than I. I think that I've historically known you to
0: be. I think that I think that's true. I think I would agree with that. I th- I for a very long time I was I was just massively depressed and then when I realized I didn't want to be depressed anymore, I had to deal with the fact like of like not remembering how to be happy and then who am I if I'm not sad anymore and then sort of figuring that out. And then if I'm not sad anymore, then w- who am I without all this regret and, or who am I without all of this past pain? And so like, it's been this sort of slow crawl out of my own crap. And, and, you know, Lisa had a lot to do with that. You know, like she listened to every fucking thing I had to say about the past and the pain and the regret and the guilt and all of it. And she not once ever took it on herself And tried to fix me or something or ignore it or uh, she just let me talk. Hmm. And I think that was the first time, I guess, outside of maybe you, that anybody ever done that. And, you know, because I think I I think it's true. Like, you know, in (laughs) her the first line of her wedding vow, and I will say this until the day I die, (laughs) she should get. A national award There's for the best opening line to wedding vows in the history of wedding vows.
1: And it's not just the line. It was the delivery. It was the delivery. It was, it and was, the oh. expression. It, Her she personally dead pain delivery. Let, let me set this up. For okay. You because you went first. No, she went first. Oh, she went first? Yes, she did. Oh. Okay. Well, maybe I'm I I retconned it because I <laughs> liked hers following yours. You wrote your vows were pretty sentimental, very sentimental, yeah. very, very sweet. You plucked at heartstrings. Yeah. You um, like mean, funny, it was, but not but it was, like, no, your, you per, your personality wasn't there. I'm not saying you did something like,
2: yeah,
1: like that was like just a pat boring, like wedding thing. But it was definitely like you knew what you were doing. You were saying all these sweet things, this very like kind of wistful look in your eye about yeah. about how your life has changed with Lisa's love in it. Yeah. And then Lisa steps up. Sure. Well, see, again, I'm still retconning. You're
0: still retconning, yeah. So she opens. She opened. It was literally the first line that anyone heard us speak. Yes. May
1: I? May I? Please. Please. Absolutely. The first line of her vows was, it was not love at first sight.
0: The whole room died. They fucking, the whole room just started laughing their asses off. I it was thought I was going to freaking pee my pants. I lost it i i lost it and then i don't think i heard another word after that because i was too busy laughing my ass off there's like nothing
1: that lisa can't do because it was an artfully crafted set of vows like she started she brought everybody in with a big laugh yeah and then did this kind of like and then started from the ground. Yeah. Like she didn't come, you came in with like freaking cartoon hearts. <laughs> she started with a big laugh and then like got low and then it was just this crescendo through the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. She, you both killed me. I freaking <laughs> cried at your wedding. I cried during your vows. Both of you. Fuck you. You're welcome. I love weddings. Yeah. Um. I also want to say this just as like as an aside. Sure. It's, it's definitely, and I'm sure it's because, I mean, I've been to a lot of weddings and to, of people of varying degrees of importance to me. And so yeah. maybe it's it's because you are obviously one of the most important people in sure, my life. Sure, sure. But, but I don't think it was just that. I think it was all of the choices you made. I love weddings. I've been to a lot of them. And that is a freaking contender for the best wedding I've ever seen. Damn! It was perfect venue, perfect guest list, like... this is like novelty at this point in the the beginning I was like oh it's great they're gonna do it in the daytime and they're gonna serve like fancy brunch instead of like (laughs) chicken or fish like that was executed so well it was just it was just a freaking beautiful perfect wedding oh my god and starting with those goddamn vows shit
0: you made me cry yeah we were we were shooting for competent we may we may have just we may have we didn't we didn't intend we didn't we dreamed that people would would feel that way, but we had we also were like bracing ourselves for being the most like.
1: My God, the little the little cards on the table with like the the, the trivia and the little symbols representing it's just <laughs> it was great. That was the best show you will ever co-produce. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Uh but to take
0: it back, the reason why I brought up her her beginning line you know, this was not love at first sight. And I think that was true for both of us. I think because, you know, we were both a bit gun shy, uh, a bit sort of like weary of sort of trusting at that level. And we liked each other enough the first time to see each other a second time. And then we liked each other a second time to see each other again. And then I think that just kind of, we kind of built this relationship on this premise of, you know i like you a lot let's do this again tomorrow you know like yeah. <laughs> you know and and from that all of the the deeper connections and and the more meaningful conversations and you know and always giving each other room to breathe and be happy or sad <coughs> or crappy without judgment and um and it's a struggle you know we we kind of we fought to get to where we are you I'm know sure. both literally and metaphorically but I think we're stronger as a result of it. And, and you know, I mean, as someone who fucking hates the future and <laughs> change, I have no idea what's going to happen tomorrow. You know what I mean? All I know is that whatever happens, Lisa will be there. So.
1: Oh, my God. You're going to fucking make <clears throat> me cry again. Oh, Jesus fucking
0: Christ. <laughs> I'm going to say this. I have said this
1: uh, many times and. Uh, I'm gonna sound like a broken record, right. but I'm gonna say it again. Okay. Lisa is way too good for you. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't get through it. I just think she's like, I feel like I have gained family by yeah. by you and Lisa yeah. marrying. And I just I just freaking love her. I think she's wonderful. And I'm very, very happy for you. Congratulations. Thank you. What's the next step? I already know. Uh, we're getting a dog. What the fuck? Fuck all of these things I never thought I would hear you say. We're getting say. a dog. I feel like, have we talked about that on here?
0: No. Well, maybe a little bit. I, I, think, I think we talk about my allergies and stuff. Yeah. Um, I am going to talk briefly about the dog because we're both excited. We just put down, and hold on, I want to make a caveat because I know this is a very contentious yeah. topic amongst pet owners. Um, I want to I start out by saying there's nobody on the planet who loves dogs more than Lisa. And if you're listening to this and you're going, "Uh uh-uh, yeah, you too, I'm sure you're in second place, but I fucking guarantee you, Lisa loves dogs more than you. There is nobody on the planet who loves dogs more than Lisa. Lisa is a huge, huge advocate for uh, adoption, for shelters, for rescue animals, and finding homes for every single animal that needs one. Um, She will never abide kill shelters or or euthanasia for dogs that are just un- unadoptable. As far as she's concerned, there is no such thing as an un- unadoptable uh, animal at all. Having said that, we are going through a breeder.
2: Gas!
1: Yes! <laughs> oh my God, you're a monster! I know. You need to go to a
0: shelter! <sighs> Here's the reason. If there was a way for us to get the dog that we want through An adoption, we absolutely 100% would. The problem is that I'm allergic to every dog on the planet except one. And that one is the American Hairless Terrier. And I know some of you out there are going, there are other dogs that are hypoenergetic. No, they're not. I've done my research. Trust me. Unless you're a fucking vet, you don't know more about the subject than I do. Uh, Lots and lots of dogs are are, are hypoenergetic which doesn't mean that they don't cause allergen. They just mean they produce less allergens. I'm allergic to those dogs, too. There are actually quite a few hairless breeds, um, but they're not completely hairless. They have hair on their head or their feet or tufts of hair on their body. The American hairless Terrier is absolutely bald. It is just skin. And it
1: will not kill you.
0: And it will not kill you. (laughs) <laughs> um, and even that, we're taking precautions. Like, we're going to, you know, make sure they they, uh, they bathe regularly and using Alley Pet lotion to make sure that the dander's down and things like
1: that. And you've been taking these shots for months.
0: And I'm taking, and I'm going to be on fucking allergy shots for the rest of my life. Yeah. So we're taking precautions. Now, is it possible that an American Hairless Terrier will show up for adoption somewhere? Yes. Will it be anytime soon? No. Well,
1: you, you don't th- know that. Will it be anywhere close to me? No. No, you, you. well, yeah, you don't know any of those things, but that's the point. The point is that there's too many variables there to be like, yeah. well, it'll happen eventually somewhere. Right. And that's not, I don't think that that's a plan that's going to work for Lisa. No, no.
0: And also like, you know, it it has to be a fairly young dog because Lisa cannot, as much as she advocates uh, adopting older dogs because- she absolutely hundred percent believes that um older people and older dogs are a perfect match sure um she her heart is just not capable of only having like a year or two yeah with a dog it's just not she just can't handle it yeah she would she would basically go into you know a dark dark place so we need a we need a, a relatively young dog, preferably uh, you know a year two years max uh oh my a God. pure hairless american hair uh, terrier um and you know, and relatively soon, because we want a dog, you know, yeah, um, and we're both very, very excited,
1: well, I think that you're an absolute monster, and now I'm gonna go on Facebook and tell everybody to cancel you <laughs> because you're going to a breeder, <laughs> you freaking beast
0: well we we we've
1: met. I heard what you said, I didn't, I was just waiting for a chance to speak, so that I, I, I could can cancel you I'm... because this is hella problematic uh, attention <laughs> earth citizen. <laughs>
0: we've Going met we've met with the breeder we've been to the breeder's home and breeder is a very loose term like it's not a fucking farm it's a it's a it's a lady and and her 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 husband and her kids and in a suburban home in long island and she just has you know like six dogs and yeah. every now and again one of them gets pregnant it's not like a fucking breeder farm and the good news is because i've been doing a lot of fucking research these dogs are not inbred the 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 hairless gene of this particular terrier is actually recessive, so as long as you get two dogs that Jesus Christ have an activated recessive gene, they will just be they'll just be born bald. There's not they're not they're not breeding for that trait. It's already natural in that particular dog.
1: All right, all right, okay, 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 okay. <laughs> I, no, I'll, I'll uncancel you. Thank you. Uh, but we're very very excited. I'm very excited for you because yeah. uh Mainly, I'm excited for this. Well, I'm excited. I'm really excited for Lisa. So I, yes. I feel like one of the first conversations I had with Lisa was about how freaking wonderful dogs are. Yeah. I love yeah. dogs. I wish I could have a dog. Yeah. I. Uh, and when I saw pictures of this breed of dog, I kind of lost my mind. <laughs> they're so fucking cute. Uh, but I'm really <laughs> excited because dogs are animals that can travel among locations. Yeah. Cats are not. No. Cats stay one place until they go to the vet or they're dead. <laughs> right. Which means you are going to bring your little puppy friend over here. Yes. And I'm going to watch the two little animals that live here lose their goddamn (laughs) minds when they're like, what is that? There's another small one. Yes. Uh, I cannot wait to watch Roger and Henry.
0: I cannot wait for pupper J. Setsko to come over here and play with Roger and Henry.
1: I cannot wait for them to meet Mark. It's going to be a very sweet day. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it's a good strong name for a dog okay
0: mm, yeah Papa J Susco is the placeholder name uh, because uh, Lisa uh, looked me right in the eye and said how can I possibly name the dog unless I've met them
1: yeah oh no I I I couldn't co-sign on that enough times. Yes, I absolutely agree. You cannot pick out a name before you have an animal. Right. You have to look at that thing. You have to feel it out of personality. Yeah. And then you're like, you, you will be Kevin.
0: <laughs> I'm a little, well, I, I guess concerned is not the right word. I'm a little, what's, what is the word I'm looking for here? Uh, curious as to what the na- name may be because her naming conventions are a little, are are a tad unconventional. So her her first dog was named Fatey or Fate, and the nickname was Fati. Yeah, right. Uh, and she named Fate Fate because it was Fate that that dog showed up the, at the doorstep at the time that that she really wanted one.
1: Is uh, this is this dog going to be named uh, uh, Animal Hater Breeder? <laughs> I don't know. Attention, Earth Citizen. I don't. I don't
0: know. Uh, is this, this is really her her, her second
1: dog uh, is
0: named Wonder. Uh, because, uh, when Lisa looked at the dog, she was just a wonder.
1: Aw. Yeah. So now i like that's, that's like an origin story in a children's book. That's yes. so sweet. Yes, it is. Well, that's Lisa in a nutshell. Well, yeah.
0: So I'm, like, I'm wondering with a lot of curiosity what the name will be for this dog. Personally, I'm rooting for, like, Melancholy
1: or... Ennui. Oh, my God. Or. You're living in the past again. Or. Don't do that.
0: Or rest in peace.
1: <laughs> Laser sword. <laughs> Laser sword. She will not be naming Papa J. Sesko. I believe I pitched a, a dog name to you to, to consider in the, in the future. Which, which one? Catwoman. It's a great name for a dog. No, I also really like <laughs> <laughs> I really like human names for animals. I know you a do a lot. I know you do. I was listening to a podcast recently, and somebody was talking about how they met somebody who had a pug named Amy <laughs> 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 and I didn't even see a picture, and I fell in love with that animal. Ah uh, um yeah so anyway congratulations again (coughs) on on your marriage specifically the wedding the the event but also congratulations on still being married uh, a month (laughs) later and congratulations (laughs) on um, your future uh, pet uh, yeah no I will I will give uh, I'll give our listeners an update
0: every every time we podcast about where we are
1: in the process please do not send in your name suggestions
0: uh, yeah in fact give, a, give me your name suggestions no, send us an email
1: at epicpodcast <laughs> at gmail.com that's epicpodcast at gmail.com <laughs> alright it's time for us to take a break let's take a break for two reasons yes. one we're running a little long and two I have to use the restroom fair enough folks we're gonna take a quick break and we will be back in just a moment
2: Go Bob is has gone nuts, kinda scary Jobs to cover, I'm really a revolutionary Bounty hunter, gunner, don't lead, why bugs See me, I've been feeding, cause you're gonna get fucked up 21 B, homie, you can't afford this Magnet car with a little of mortis. No tow cable, no coping device, just reliable Recovery for a reasonable price I got four that you can call clones Look how we shine, you can call it chrome Import AI will mind the four chassis The fifth decline is crazy if you ask me Take a back seat, I'm a Chevrolet Let me tell you about my plan to make a better day Let me tell you who I am and how I pave the way Medical for how to say I can't help it Dave oh, you gone You protocol you like a slave and getting paid Now pass me the loot, woot I'm not impressed with your inquisitive quest If you ask, to make a gastrointestinal mess I'm the best in the West You check the pulse cannon Four fifteen 15 years before the battle of Yavis I'm a big boy, got big boy guns I prefer disintegration, fuck shit, on stun So hard I'm like a droid dark horse Cause your head right off, I like get a red R4 You work a star tour, some of you aren't bored Get on board the great droid war Back up factories and plant my mind And every single droid coming down that line Wait for the day the order finally comes And eradicate all biological scum oh, are you
1: Did you know that the Epic Podcast is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network? And did you know that the Nerdy Show Podcast Network is home to dozens of other programs that are also surely relevant to your nerdy interests? Well, both of these bits of information are all the way true, friends. Swing by nerdyshow.com and see what treasures await you. If you like what you hear, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser, or subscribe via Spotify or Stitcher. As listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend or funding the network via Patreon. At patreon.com slash nerdy show, you can fund the entire Nerdy Show network and unlock a plethora of amazing bonus content and early releases. For more podcasts, articles, community forums, and more, visit nerdyshow.com. And be sure to follow Nerdy Show and the Epic Podcast on all of your favorite social networks. If it's geeky, we've got it covered. folks welcome back to the program we have no guests this month it's one of my favorite things to announce not that i think that we have poor guests that i don't want around when we sure, sure. i think our guests are lovely but yeah. i kind of love announcing that we don't have guests because that means i don't have to feel like a clumsy a-hole trying to come up with questions one of these days i'll get it maybe it'll come around episode 80 mm, maybe not who knows who knows? Maybe if we cranked out an episode once a week. Oh, geez. Or every 48 hours. Oh, God, no. Then, uh, we'd be better at interviewing.
0: Um, n- unlikely. Unlikely at best. Oh, yeah? Uh, but let's talk about... Uh, let's talk about you. You oh. and your new life en- uh, uh, endeavors. Uh, your what? new chosen sort of life path you've carved out for yourself. The fuck. You... Basically said heave-ho to the old nine-to-five and said, fuck you, corporate America. I want to live the life of an
1: artist. And then you did it. This is why we're bad at interviews. <laughs> like, it didn't end with a question. I, and we've also already discussed I was, this.
0: <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I wasn't really planning to ask you a question. I was just oh. summarizing for, you know, the new listener well, who this may will be tuning
1: th- in. This is a great opportunity. We will We yeah. will hone. Yeah. Your interview skills oh, on the air. This
0: is not going to go well.
1: And you can ask me about my October and November. Okay. Because we've already talked about that I quit my day job. Yeah. That I had for 12 years. Now. Right. And now I'm just a full-time uh, scumbag. <laughs> I was going to say artist, but uh, there's a lot less bathing when you don't have to be in front of people every day. Fair. Um, but I did just get home from tour. You
0: did. You You were on tour for six weeks. Correct. With MC Chris. Correct. Uh, you were the middle act, and the opener was uh, Lex, the Lexicon Artist. Yes. Who is a friend of the program and a former guest. Yes. And uh, uh, I, I saw the last show in Clifton, New Jersey. Clifton? Had you ever been to Clifton, New I've Jersey before? I've never been to Clifton, New Jersey. Nor had I. Uh, and so let's talk about it. Let's talk about the ups, the downs, the, the haps, the good stuff, the bad stuff. Let's get into the nitty gritty. Okay. Well, what the hell was that? Um, Your cats are freaking the fuck out
1: okay. Yes uh, I just did a Well it's five weeks Five weeks uh, Coast to coast Uh huh um, And Lex the Lexicon artist and I Were the opening acts for MC Chris MC Chris is doing a two month tour um, But the the final uh, three weeks of the trip um, He picks up different openers So Yeah Lex and I did the lion's share We did from Oakland, California To Clifton, New Jersey Um. We played twenty-seven shows. Cheapers, yeah,
2: that's a lot. Of uh, shows. That's
1: a lot of shows, and uh, and then for the second half, um, Chris continued on from Clifton, uh, went down to North Carolina where he picked up new openers, Shabzilla and Bill Beats uh-huh. from Seattle um, were also. I want to say friends of the program cause yeah. just because they're friends of mine. And oh. I love to have shows we gotta, on the show.
0: We, we gotta get them on the program someday. If
1: if they're ever in New York I'm still really Hanging on to this rule Of that we don't do Skype interviews Yeah I know I
0: know
1: And I would really Just love an excuse For Shubzilla to visit Because she's One of my Most favorite Nerdcore rappers ever Um, Shubzilla and Bill Beats And another rapper Who I don't know Named Nerd D Who I believe Is from Minnesota Oh okay Um, And they're picking up uh, Where Lex and I Left off And they will be The openers For the final three weeks As Chris makes his way Back home To Los Angeles Sweet uh it was the best of times it was the best of times
0: <laughs> i see what you did
1: there it was great it was a, it was a great trip i've done since quitting my day job um you know i used to tour kind of infrequently compared to some of my peers who were like yeah. constantly grinding yeah, yeah i would basically save up my pto for my day job yeah and pick like one three-week trip that i could do a year <laughs> yeah and then the rest of the year i would just Going to work with fevers, so I could never take a day off. Uh, and this was my third tour this year. I did a yeah, I did true. a month wow. with uh, the Mountain Nerd Core with MC Frontalot, MC Lars, and Mega Rand back in May, and then I did uh, like three weeks with MC Frontalot and Miss eves on the on the West Coast in September, and then now this five week coast to coast with Lex and Chris and uh I'm tired I bet I am old and I am tired <laughs> I bet you forgot cranky you're old tired and cranky oh my face says that radio <laughs> <laughs> uh
0: but how was it was it fun did it you, was did, did you
1: have good gigs did you meet a lot of nice people it was great it was we had some great shows um I mean overall they were all great shows we had we had good turnouts and good merch sales oh good like, pretty much every night good and good I felt like i did a good set every night i think there was one night i think there's only one night i felt like i was bad on stage huh. i don't remember what that show was and that's probably fitting i probably blocked that out because i was like <laughs> i just don't want to remember that show that i did where i was very oh bad. man I was,
0: I was i was hoping you would tell me in which city so we can get somebody from that city who saw the show to email us and give us a play-by-play of how horrible you i are.
1: can look through my notes and tell you, but I don't know yeah, yeah. right now. Yeah. Um we had so overall, they were all great shows. There were like there were some surprise shows. Like What do you mean? Like there were shows that were way more spectacular than I thought they were going to be, based oh. on like Missoula Montana. What the fuck up, Missoula Montana? Y'all are crazy. Was that a bang of shell? It was at a VFW. Holy crap. Yeah. We were at a VFW. We loaded in. We're in the middle of nowhere. And it's like in that drive between, you know, Seattle and Fargo. Yeah. And so we stopped in Missoula. Um, the hometown of David Lynch, like to point out. Oh, look at that. Is there like um, a statue of David Lynch in the town square? No. I asked a bunch of people that. And like half of the people I asked said, who's David Lynch?
0: Are you kidding me?
1: No. Oh, <laughs> come on. Get your... Fucking fix your life, Missoula. Well, hold on. Missoula's about to save the day. Oh, okay. Because Missoula, that, well, that show was just insane. It was freaking packed. What? They were like a polite audience. Holy shit. Like they didn't get rowdy drunk and... That's good. Act like a rowdy large crowd. That's awesome. And they bought freaking everything. Oh, even better. So that was a show where I had very low expectations that s- surpassed them in a profound way. I feel like a couple weeks later, Lex and I were still talking about... Remember the legend of Missoula, <laughs> Missoula. You really like. You stepped up. You Missoula. stepped up. That was that was amazing. Um, also, uh, uh, Tacoma, uh, Tacoma, Washington was amazing. That was my first uh, date back. I a week into tour, I flew back to New York for the yeah. wedding, and then I flew back out there and met up with the tour again. Yeah. And the first show back was Tacoma, and that show was also sick as hell. Oh, nice. There were a lot of sick shows. Columbus, Ohio, is. And I can say this now because this has been tested over years of touring. Uh-huh. Columbus, Ohio is one of the like top three most reliable cities in America. Really? They, for touring? They always, especially for Nerdcore. Oh, okay. Um, they always pack the house. There, uh, they know tons of lyrics. Wow. And they buy tons of merch. And I got some illustrations from I a, love it. a couple of lovely uh, uh, children. It was an all ages show. Uh, oh, Lucy and Matt, shout out. I'm I know you don't listen to this. Wait, uh, what did you get from them? <laughs> drawings. They brought drawings of me. Oh no. They're freaking wonderful <laughs> drawings too. Aww. Columbus is as Are magical. There, Are they on your fridge? Uh no. They're in a safe place. Okay. Next to my heart. Aww. Uh but shout out to Michael and uh, Sabrina, their parents. Um so that was great. But then Every time you have a sh- you have a show that like surpasses expectations, you have that one that just a bit of a dud. Yeah, so I'm looking at you, Boston. What? Yeah, Boston was Boston. You know what? I, Boston's a major city. I don't like doing that. I don't like characterizing like or or, or coming down on cities when they the like the, the turnout wasn't what I expected yeah. because the people who came out were fucking awesome. Yeah. So thank yeah. you for coming out to our show in Boston. It just wasn't. Uh, as, as packed as I thought it was going to be. It was also downtown at the Hard Rock Cafe. Huh. They had like a, a venue in there, a room called the Cavern Club. So while I was rapping, I was able to look over at the wall and see like <laughs> Madonna's <laughs> bustier from Open Your Heart Under Glass. And I would get I, distracted because I loved that music video. I
0: would imagine that Boston, or at least any major city, has the same problem as New York City does in that. Sure. There's, there's probably like a like hundred things all vying... For people's attention on any given night. And it's kind of hard to sort of break through some of that clutter.
1: It's true. But they always come out in San Francisco. Oh,
0: hello, San Francisco.
1: So uh, next time, Boston, I'll come and play like a dive bar in like Jamaica Plain. Yeah. And because that's where I would probably feel more comfortable too. Yeah. All in all, it was a great tour. Um, And I think the thing that was... Most important Let me talk about Lex first uh, Okay Lex and I Have been friends For about two years now Sure um, I've From I, When I met her at South By In 2018 Right away I was just kind of Like taken by her energy And her enthusiasm mm-hmm. And her skill She's a freaking great rapper Yeah She's got great Absolutely. songs Great com- concepts Great Good delivery Wordplay English is not her first language And she and still she kills she speaks it. English Better than I do Yeah <laughs> and raps in it even better she's she's just really great so seeing her and she was going on this tour coming off of another three week tour with another nerdcore friend named Super Smack so she was like already warmed up I was like I had to I was kicking out cobwebs and everything (laughs) all my joints were just creaking like a pirate ship for the first couple of weeks until I got into my rhythm but she was sure sure she hit hit the ground was just like ready to go awesome Um, so I traveled in one vehicle with Lex and Chris travels in Excuse me. Travels in a vehicle alone. And so, you know, traveling, when you're touring with somebody, you really get to know them because yeah. there's... You, there's a lot of downtime. There's a lot of downtime. There's a lot of driving. There's a lot of, um, you know, surprising musical choices that you play in the car <laughs> that you go, oh, you like this? Um, <laughs> but I feel that our our friendship is now... Much, much stronger even than it was before, I have just undying respect and and gratitude for lex. She really stepped up on this tour. Awesome. and I feel like we did really good work
0: good 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 uh, yeah it, it i mean it, it, it certainly sounds like it I mean keeping up with your. Uh, your posts and your your drive videos. And uh, it's, it seems like, you know, you've got you both got like n- not only a great working rapport, but like there's a it seems like a genuine sort of respect and admiration and affection for each other. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: And it was it was great. It was especially great because we were on the road on Halloween and we were in Ann Arbor, Michigan on Halloween. Oh, wow. And so we decided like about a week before that we were going to wear costumes for our sets. Um, (laughs) Yes. I dressed up like, I dressed up like MC Lars, which is perfect. So I got the like Adidas track jacket and the Oakland A's cap. I got them on Amazon, had them shipped to Ann Arbor. Sure. Um, And then I told Lars about it.
0: Where'd you get the, uh, the
1: chain with the Zelda cartridge. I told Lars online, like, Hey, I'm going to dress up like you for our show in Ann Arbor. Uh And he was so psyched that he mailed it to me. (gasps) The he's, one he wears? He's got a couple of them. Okay. Um so you keep that one? He sent me one. No, I have to give it back to him. Oh man. That thing is freaking heavy. Is it? Yeah. Is it a real gold chain? I don't think it's real gold, but it's real heavy. <laughs> I mean the cartridge isn't is pretty light, but... Sure, 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 sure. <laughs> so so naturally I did my set and and uh, as Lars and uh, set a lot of uh that's uh, it's tight. That's that's tight. Are you serious? I'm literally crying right now. Give it up for friendship, you guys. I asked that audience to give it up for about 500 things. And they did it every time. And now I understand why you do that, Lars. Um, But that was really fun. That night, Lex dressed up in costume as me. Nice. Yes. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah.
0: She actually does a fantastic Schaefer look. She she cosplays a great Schaefer the Dark Light.
1: I was lazy. I like during. I basically did my set from tour, but I threw in like do the Bruce Campbell. But like one of those verses I already wrote. Yeah. And the other verse is Lars, which I've hyped him on yeah. a thousand times. A thousand so times. I already know those lyrics. Yeah. Lex, I gave her an instrumental of one of my songs. She requested an instrumental yeah. of one of my songs. No vocals and learned uh the opener which is a long song. Yeah. And I love the opener. She fucking murdered it. Yeah. Not only did she murder it, but all of her banter she did between songs was done as me. <laughs> she well, created, she really gets it. Oh, him. she she created this whole story of how like you're probably wondering why I look differently tonight. Well, it's because I murdered Lex the Lexicon artist and now I'm wearing her skin so that I can Re- rejuvenate myself with her youth and also now i can get away with saying stuff because i'm asian and a woman
0: <gasps> that's wow she nailed it
1: oh my god she said she fucking i don't it. remember what the actual line was but she was like this is going to be a different set tonight than you're used to i probably won't uh, be relying so heavily on all of my performative white guilt <laughs> Yeah, she she ripped hard. I gave her my blessing to go in and oh, she my didn't God. disappoint. It was it was awesome. Oh, someday I'll I would
0: sh- I would kill to see that.
1: I've got uh, I shot a lot of clips Damn, of, of her son. Set. So yeah, I'll okay. show to you. Okay. Okay. Um so that was fun. It was it was fun getting roasted at, like the midway point of the trip and it was it was just great. Um Lex was uh was a great uh companion and colleague to have good. on the road. Okay, good, good, good Um MC Chris is <laughs> he just went silent. <laughs> I know I've toured with Chris before. The last yeah. time I toured with him was nine years ago. I toured with him. Oh, sure. Was it that long ago? Yep. Wow. MC Lars and Whitey Cracker. And we did, um, about three and a half weeks. And Chris is a, I, I don't know how to say that. Kind of he's a, a, he's a polarizing. He's a polarizing figure. Yeah. Um, his fans absolutely love him and adore, adore him. Adore him, absolutely. If you talk to anybody who is has any remote connection to the nerdcore hip-hop community, mm-hmm. um, it's more polarizing in one direction. Yeah. Um, people don't like Chris. No. No, and people have not. This is as old as nerdcore itself. Whether yeah. it was back in the days of the Rhyme Torrance board or when it was nerdcore now or when it was the nerdcore hip-hop group on Facebook... One thing that is that you can just set your clock by is that at least once a month, a whole bunch of people, most of whom I don't know, mm. are going to join in the chorus of talking shit about MC Chris, yeah, and and delighting in it and yeah. giggling about it, yeah. And I have, I had some not entirely positive experiences with the tour <laughs> I did in 2010. With right
0: now, you you have genuine beef, yes.
1: I had genuine beef. I. Have probably I probably complained to a number of my peers. I know that I did. I know that sometimes You did the, quite a the, bit. The, I know and that loudly. A, a lot of the times the Nerdcore Showcase of South by Southwest has been like a um uh like a group therapy session for the former <laughs> tour mates of Chris to share horror stories. <laughs> oh, jeez. I know that I've spent hours in therapy talking about various ways that I felt hurt by him yeah. on on that tour and, and things that have happened over the years, but I've never like Powerfully disliked the guy. I have been. I think mostly I have felt hurt by him. Yeah, many times. Hurt, I felt like yeah. he, he hurt my feelings a bunch. Of that's times. genuine. Um, and well, I don't but, hate the guy's music. And I feel like when when, when the nerdcore groups like chime in and they like all start hating on Chris, one of the things they kind of often repeat is that like he's a terrible rapper. And that's just not true.
0: No, I mean I I have my own issues with MC Chris that actually actually have nothing to do with him as an artist and more to do with him as a person. Uh, but I actually like his music. Yeah. Uh, I can I can I can remove the art from the artist on this one. Sure,
1: I I I think Chris has some some freaking bangers and has written yep. some really twisty wordplay that yep. is that is impressive every time I hear it. Um, I think he's, I think he's very talented and uh, I took this tour. I mean, honestly, I wasn't. It wasn't like if say Damien or Lars had asked me to tour, uh-huh. I, it would have been like yes, I would love to go on the road with one of my friends. Yes, when Chris asked me. After, and I never thought he would ask me again. That when, was that was surprising when he did. Yeah. yeah. When he did, I, all I thought was I am a full-time performer now and this is a lucrative gig. Yes. Touring with Chris makes money. You can sell lots of merch. The shows pay well. Well,
0: it's like it's it's I think I said this off mic too. I mean, this is sort of like the 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 mantra that I've come to not necessarily embrace but sort of accept in that if I had to like every single person I shared a stage with, I would never be on stage. You know? Sure. So it, th- there comes a time where, you know, you are hired just as much for your talent, but just as much, if not more, uh, for your professionalism. Sure. Yeah.
1: That's true. Yeah, there are, I mean, I know, I mean, most of the people that I perform with, or at least definitely the people that I tour with yeah. in, from Nerdcore are, are people that I've had friendships with that have existed for over a decade. And they're like, they're my homies now. Yeah. Um, there are, there are people who are like, that I haven't known as long that I share lots of shows with lots of showcases, lots of cons mm -hmm. that I don't really like so much, but, but they're perfectly professional and and I can be too. It doesn't, I, I don't need to like somebody to, to work with them. So I went into this with a lot of trepidation, but also a lot of, um, it felt like I had to do this because I had to, I had to make some money, but even just aside from making money, like, I was really curious to see if, like, what is my perspective after, like, nine years since yeah. that tour? What is yeah. it going to look like? What's he going to be like? What am I going to be like? I,
0: I remember you having a lot of um, back and forth about it, about whether or not you should do it and, and whether or not you should be proactive about communication. Like, I remember you doing a lot of hand winging when it was yeah. first brought up.
1: Yeah. I talked to Lex. Lex just toured with him and Dual Core last fall, so she mm-hmm. her memories were fresher and she had a delightful time. Yeah. Um, and I was still like kind of a little guarded, sure. Um, sure. going into it, um, but That's to be expected. But I did, I mean, largely just to kind of see like what it was going to be like and see what things were like now that I don't know. Now that we're both nine years older, yeah, he's now married and has a has a son, four mm-hmm. years old, um, and a, and a beard. He's got a beard now. Yeah, he's
0: got a huge fucking like. Burly lumberjack beard.
1: I think he's called himself Hobo Santa Claus on stage one night, which
0: was, <laughs> that's accurate. Actually, yeah. that's pretty accurate. I,
1: I think my takeaway from this tour is that I, my feelings about MC Chris are are very different than they were before the tour.
0: Well, I, I would I would go as as far to say that your views on MC, MC Chris are more nuanced. Um, they're
1: definitely they're more informed. Yeah, they're, more, they're more informed. More they're,
0: they're, they're, there's a lot more sort of like shades of gray and informed opinions that are based in actual experience rather than this sort of like blanket hurt that happened the first time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, I think it's very easy when people are looking to vilify somebody, especially if there's somebody from their community who doesn't really like engage with that community to just paint them as like, Oh, it's easy to just say he's a bad guy. He's a bad person. Right. He's cruel. He's not talented. Right. He's, all of these yeah, things. These and then things, just yeah. repeat that every couple months to one another. <laughs> <laughs> My feelings after this trip are, I have a new, a whole new appreciation for MC Chris. I Yeah, you have. I, 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 I'm actually pleasant. I'm shocked and pleasantly surprised. I mean, I had, like, respect for him after that last tour, even everything bad that happened. But I have a much more, like, like profound and robust sense of respect for him. Yeah. And, and an understanding. I feel... That Chris Chris like plays things pretty close to the chest. You don't mm-hmm. really it's it's not very easy to get to know him and so
0: Well, I mean that's sort of like by his own design. Like sure. he's he's very he's a very closed off person and very reserved and that's just the nature of who he is. Sure. Yeah. And
1: I and that is has been used as fodder yeah. to you know, characterize him as an as an asshole, which as as often said. Well,
0: I mean, as as someone who can relate to that particular experience, like sure, I think that's one area where I understand him yeah. more than say somebody else.
1: Yeah, I I I I come away with a a kind of a new understanding, a new appreciation, and like a, a richer respect and 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 love for the guy. Like I I. I really like the guy, and I really kind of understand why he, why he is the way he is. And th- that sounds kind of negative, but but why people react negatively to the way he is? Yeah, like I feel like one of the criticisms that get hur- that I hear get hurled a lot by rappers whose names I don't know is that <laughs> well Chris is an asshole. <laughs> well, he's also been a very successful touring artist for fifteen years, and you don't get there. By not doing, by not being an asshole. Yeah, you like, yeah. like showbiz is hard. Yeah, <laughs> and as cliche as it is,
0: I'm, I'm. Look, I'm, I'm sure it is entirely possible to uh, work in a a fairly narrow niche, cutthroat industry for 15 years, uh, and have it be all like you know rainbows and roses. But yeah, yeah,
1: that's. <laughs> it's not easy, and it's rare. It's so. My my feelings have come so far and they're 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 so much warmer now. Um I feel like I had some really wonderful moments with him on tour and he was very kind to Lex and I and and really appreciated us being there and and showed us his appreciation frequently mm. and um and was very respectful of us and and he he was just he was great. He was not the MC Chris that I had created in my head, based on like right. these all of those aging yeah, memories, yeah. like that over the years I keep the adding details over where and it was, over like, and over again. Yeah, he yelled at me in a green room. Well, he yelled at me and he also stabbed me six times in the stomach <laughs> with a knife. What a prick! <laughs> I love that. That Chris is an asshole. <laughs> um, he was a good guy, and and I I feel like especially the Chris, criticism that he gets from the nerdcore scene, it's not. From the touring artists of the Nerdcore scene. Well,
0: they're, they're coming from
1: no experience of the man whatsoever. Sure. Chris has used his platform for 15 years to constantly—I'm going to borrow some terminology from the wrestling world—to mm. put over other Nerdcore rappers that didn't have as much yeah. of an audience. Yeah. Um, he doesn't just pick them willy-nilly. He's, no. He He asks his audience. He— listens to their stuff and he finds out people that he thinks he's going to be compatible with on the road and he has he has given opportunities to to me and lars and raheem and uh doc awkward and jesse dangerously and tribe one like he he's and lex he's put a lot of people over yeah yeah um and that is worth something but that seems to get ignored when maybe you, the person complaining hasn't been given that opportunity. I feel like there's a lot of pettiness in the Nerdcore scene that that whenever it like boils up, it just gets directed at Chris because he's like this unifying character yeah. that nobody really knows that they could all join in their delight of hating together. And it's <laughs> fucking sad and it's tired and it's gone on forever. Um I just wanna paint this picture for you real quick. Sure. I'm, I'm gonna be done with this. Yeah. I mean, I feel like something that's really indicative of how Somebody might feel about somebody, use the kind of like age-old analogy of like family. Mm-hmm. Like you can probably badmouth your sister until the day ends. Yeah. She probably gets on your nerves. Yeah. Probably thinks she's obnoxious.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But if somebody came for your sister and oh. started talking shit to you about how bad your sister is.
0: Uh I would I I I would come hard and loud.
1: Yeah. Are you just handing these to me? Because when I'm with your sister, I also come hard and loud. Oh! I'm sorry, man. You throw a a softball, I'm going to fucking swing. I'll take it out. I won't. Anyway, so if somebody comes, like, you can, can, like, be so frustrated with a family member that you might even hate them. Oh, absolutely. But somebody else comes for them you will take up arms against them and be like, that's oh, my family.
0: That's, that's non-negotiable.
1: I had that moment on this trip because. Yeah.
0: I, yeah. And and I, I think I, I kind of injected myself into it yeah. a little bit. Uh, which, I mean, I'm, a, <laughs> I, I guess we're going to, we're going to be talking about the Facebook group. The, what is it the nerd core? We're going
1: to make this real short.
0: Yeah. The, the, the nerd core hip hop Facebook group. The nerdcore hip hop. Facebook group. And I'm a, I'm a part of it. I don't remember how I even got onto this group. But every night... I, I added
1: you when you became my DJ.
0: Ah, there we go. Um, And like, I don't really... I don't interact. I don't post. I don't I'll, either. I'll see something every now and again. I'm like, oh, okay, that's a thing. And they're often talking about things I don't understand or care about. Um, but there's, there, I just happened to be opening up my Facebook one morning. And then I just saw a post that like when i read it there's no way it couldn't have read any other way and that they were basically taking uh pot shots at you and lex yeah. because of M- mc chris yeah
1: so what happened um, was this here's how that came about um every year the the nerdcore hip hop group again i don't i don't post there or interact i sometimes i'll go and and, and read some stuff but yeah. it it shows up in my feed so that's mostly how i i see it but yeah. i don't um, I, I, I don't contribute a lot there. Right. Um, every year they do this thing called the VPC, the Vocalist Producer Challenge, where
0: vocalist producer challenge.
1: Yeah, okay. where they'll take like a, like a rapper and a producer will team up into, into duos, and then there's like. This contest, like, every week they, like, have to make a new song based on these parameters that are determined by, a, by like, a panel of judges. Like, this song has to be, I don't know, has to use these samples. Or this song, you have to get a guest vocalist to sing a hook. Or this song, right. there's just, like, a bunch of challenges right, like right, that. Right. And everybody just talks about it constantly as it leads up to it's, it, it, it. It's and like, it's like
0: it. British Bake for aspiring rappers. Sure.
1: Okay. Uh, I've never participated in it. Maybe I've, I've got some, like, old residual... Hurt feelings from years ago In one of the old Nerdcore groups But I don't feel like I'm really that well liked By the Nerdcore hmm. uh, uh, Hip hop Facebook group I feel like there are A lot of people in there Maybe it's just The most vocal ones Who will not turn down An opportunity to Say something shitty about me yeah. Because I know What I look like I've got a very Punchable face <laughs> <laughs> I know my voice Sounds like it's shrill I, I understand that.
0: I have often wanted To punch you in the face
1: I understand that yeah. And you would be allowed to Because you're my family Aww. So um, I've never participated in it because I'm like, this is a group of people who already don't like me. I'm not going to participate in a in a challenge where we create art and get analyzed every week because I don't want to give them opportunities to hate on me. Yeah. This year I got asked to be one of the judges and I turned that shit down with a fucking quickness because there's <laughs> no way I want to be in a position to judge everybody's work. Yeah. Anyway, so Chris does this thing where he doesn't go. When we go to a show, he doesn't really hang out in the venue. He loads in his merch, he sound checks, then he sits in his van outside until it's time for him to go on. Mm -hmm. He likes to be alone. Mm -hmm. During that time, he'll do live stream uh, videos, Facebook live videos, where he'll just like interact with his fans. This is a thing that he finds comfort in. He finds comfort in his audience from around the world, interacting with him and telling him that he's great. And I understand that. I understand why that that would feel good, especially when you're traveling by yourself and yeah you have a show every night for like 40 minutes but otherwise you spend most of that time alone there's something kind of nourishing to be reminded that you haven't that there are people listening that you have an audience that cares about what you do and that support you
0: well i mean it's also like like writing like like being you know a magician or a solo artist or you know a musician it's a lonely fucking art form it's just you in your brain 90 percent of the time yeah You know, and look, I mean, it's, I would be hard pressed to not find that kind of live streaming sort of like comforting, if not some sort of like, you know, pacifying kind of like, you know, I'm not as terrible as I think I am kind of
2: thing. You
1: know, he does like, he does that because when he gets to do the live show, like that 40 minutes on stage or whatever, that's where you like see your, your people But he has this, like, long-storied, reputational... Chris kicks people out of his shows. Um, He didn't do that once on this trip. I've Mm. seen him do it before. Yeah. He only kicks people out who are drunk and obnoxious. That's it. Well, Uh, now. Well, yeah, now. Yeah. So even if he goes up there and he does his, like, 40 minutes to an hour set, like, half the time he's, like, yelling at people who are, like... He, he's, he does stand-up. He does material during his show, and he mm-hmm. can't stand it when people are, like, drunk and, like, yelling shit at him over it, and it's, it's really frustrating. So even his live show is not really a safe space for him, but doing his live stream where he just talks to his audience is. Yes. He has full control over that. He doesn't have to hear them yelling at him. Um, Chris's best shows are, like, always, if it's an all-ages venue, like a dry venue, mm-hmm. he fucking comes alive. I saw really? him do one of the best sets I've ever seen anybody do in Indianapolis on this tour in a dry venue because people were respectful, nobody was drunk, and he felt safe and comfortable. Wow! And he was he was crazy. He brought kids up on stage to dance with him. What? It was amazing. That's awesome. So one night we are in uh, where were we? Fucking Milwaukee. And he was sitting in his van doing one of those things and. Yeah. Um, a bunch of people from like the Nerdcore Facebook group saw oh hey look Chris is streaming so they shared the link to it to the Facebook group and then they all ju- jumped into the comments to just troll him mercilessly being mm. like what about the VPC you can join the VPC you can talk about the VPC Chris doesn't know what the VPC is because not know nerd- I don't know what the fucking VPC is. no why would you so they're doing this constantly until he finally snaps and he's like I don't know what this fucking thing is I don't know I don't care about your little fucking scene none of this matters none of you would be doing anything if it weren't for me um, <laughs> and so then they got to just share that yeah. ad nauseum yeah. all across all all their social media yeah. oh chris is a prick again see what he did he said that like nerdcore wouldn't have happened if it hadn't been for him if you poke an animal with a stick yeah it's gonna bite you and well, they, all he's doing is giving them the all, all he would do is get frustrated because he's trying to have this moment where he interacts with his public and then a bunch of trolls are showing up to like just poke at him and see if they can get a reaction out of him
0: yeah it's it's a it's a weird dystopian sort of like self-fulfilling prophecy where yeah. we're like hey he's a dick watch me prove he's a dick hey blah, 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 blah. It's go like that, away look he's a
1: dick it's, it's like that joke that bill hicks did where he was comparing uh america selling weapons to iraq and kuwait in during the the the, the gulf war uh-huh. to um like Jack Palance in the movie Shane where he's like this cowboy that wanders into a town sees this guy who's just trying to make an an honest living the cowboy goes up to him throws him a gun he says pick up the gun the guy's like I don't want to pick up the gun mister I don't want no trouble pick up the gun he keeps going back and forth no I'm just trying to do my thing here I got my wife here and I don't want any trouble mister pick up the gun and then eventually he picks up the gun the guy shoots him and then turns to everybody else and says everybody saw him he had a gun that's what the fucking nerdcore hip-hop Facebook group does to MC Chris <laughs> on the regular like you're fucking <laughs> with a guy who was like and it's also sucks because I see the nerdcore hip-hop group constantly everybody in the past like five years mental health has become such an important thing for everybody right. everybody's like oh my god you know they, they post these, these these articles about mental health or they like support one another when sure. people are sure. are not well Chris is a very damaged man. And he's, and, and he is he's had a bullied merciless He's had a fucked up life. And I used to hear people say like, oh, Chris said he was bullied. Well, we've all been bullied. But like, I have new fucking perspective into it. Chris has had a fucked up life. Yeah. And this is the thing that he can do where he feels like he is in control of something. And so now a bunch of people just like fuck with him because they like solidify their friendships around fucking with this common foe who is not a foe. A feud... Goes both ways. This is not a feud. Yes. This is just a bunch of people fucking with an easy target. Yeah. Uh, so then he reacts, and then they all get to lull about it. Well, when somebody did this, um, again, that night. Um, and then, like, they after after the stream, they, like, took to Twitter and started tweeting at him and, and saying all these things about, like, you know, remember, Chris is an asshole and he doesn't support and he says shitty things about nerdcore and blah, 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 blah. And this one guy who's... I guess a friend of mine. I'm not even going to say his fucking name. He, he's, he's
0: someone who should know better.
1: He tweeted at Chris and tagged Lex in the, in the tweet and be like, oh, you shouldn't talk shit about Nerdcore. You have one of the rising stars of it on the tour. And Lex responded by just saying, please leave me out of this. I can do whatever I want. That means I can compete in the B- VPC. I can tour with MC Chris. It's, it's none of your business. I can do both things. Yeah. So this guy whose name I won't fucking say spent the next week just turning his direction to Lex and mocking her. And he took, I, didn't, I didn't know about that. Yeah, he took screenshots of her tweet and made Teespring merch out of it. Yeah. And then I saw a bunch of other people who were like, I guess friends of mine, throwing laugh reacts on that. They're for this joke that he beat to death for days. I, didn't, I had no idea. So anyway, my friend, whose name I will not say, you are so on my fucking shit list, dude. I know you're never going to apologize to Chris because you're never going to take... You're never going to hear anything in, in any of what I've just said uh, as as humanizing him or, or making you feel bad about what you've done. But you really fucking owe an apology to Lex because we did not deserve to deal with that shit. And I didn't say anything during the tour because we had enough shit on our plate to deal with. But now that I'm off the road, I'm ready to set your house on fire. Yikes. I say this from the bottom of my pants. <laughs> Fuck you. In conclusion, it was a great tour. Thanks for asking. (laughs) Shout out to MC Chris and Lexa Lexicon artist. I love you both. Uh, I
0: should... We should put in an Apple sound effect in there somewhere.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I forgot about the Apple.
0: I have had... I guess beef is too strong a word. Like, I don't have a particular like for MC Chris. Mm -hmm. Um, But also, like, it it just occurred to me, that was like nine years ago. You know, like... (sighs) I, I i think I think it's time for me to bury that particular hatchet, not that he cares, he's not going to listen to this, but like you know he's we've we all did dumb things, we all made bad choices, and, sure, you know particularly you know if you are a performing artist, not only have you made bad decisions and made poor choices, you've done them publicly and yeah. loudly, yeah <laughs> so um, and as someone who is constantly trying to recover from the stupidity of my youth uh and still apologizing for shit that I did a decade ago. Um, you know what? Whatever, whatever, whatever beef I've had with MC Chris is gone. It's done. I'm okay. done. I'm done with it. He's got a clean slate again. Cool. Yeah.
1: He just wants to... I mean, I think he's like... I think I, the, the thing I saw in him that, I, that resonated with me the most is that for the most part, he wants to work. Yeah. And when he's not doing that... Just wants to be left alone. Yeah. And I fucking relate to that I so can,
0: hard. I, that is literally all I want to do.
1: All I want is to be left I
0: wanna, alone. I want to work. And when I'm not working, I want to be left alone.
1: And I want to... I just want to slaughter some shit with my laser sword. <laughs> which is what I'm going to do as soon as you leave me alone tonight. <laughs> all right. Well, then, I think
0: uh, we've beat that nerdcore horse to death. I have to edit a
1: podcast, and I have to make Patreon content.
0: Oh, yeah. Dude, when are you going to let me help you with your Patreon stuff?
1: Um, Very soon. We should do some uh, Shape for the Puppet stuff. We should do some Shae for the Puppet stuff. Yeah. Uh, please subscribe to my Patreon. Please subscribe to his Patreon. It's dot patreon.com slash Shae for the Dark Lord, I think. Yeah. New, interesting,
0: wacky, weird content all the time.
1: Yeah. Go get it (laughs) Alright so listen Before We don't have any plugs I have no plugs I am not doing shit forever Uh. (laughs) I just spent five weeks On the road I'm staying here until uh, I don't think I'm doing anything Until um, I'm probably doing a pink room show In January And then in February I'm going back on the road again With MC Lars Hooray In February Oh. In the Midwest (laughs) It's gonna hurt it's going to hurt my skin. It's going to be so fucking cold. What are you looking for? My glasses. They're on your face. Oh, my Oh, God. my God. You are officially a oh, doddering old fool.
0: my God. I literally just had a panic attack because I couldn't find my glasses. And
1: you were sitting there patting yourself around like you were trying to kill a bug. <laughs> and they're on my face. Looking for your glasses. Face. They are on your face. Oh, I'm an old man now. Wow. Um... Okay, that happens when you wear fake glasses.
0: Shut up! They're not fake.
1: Well, they just aren't NASA strength like mine.
0: No, they're not. Uh, but I did get my eye exam, uh, and I'm wearing the exact prescription that I require. Oh
1: my god! I'm going blind. Like for real? I'm 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 having vision problems. Easy, easy, grandpa. Okay, okay easy. Okay, easy okay. there.
0: Okay. Uh, last podcast. I was about to say last month. Last podcast. <laughs> we.
1: Uh, one season ago.
0: One season ago. Oh, shit. Back when it was still summer, we uh, interviewed a uh, lovely woman who's also an author. Uh, and she wrote Strip, a stripper's 20 life-winning lessons. Um, and uh, 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 we also promised that if you sent in an email with the uh, subject "strip stripper book or strip book, um, that you would be in the running for a free copy of this book. And now it is time to read some emails and decide a winner. Uh, we have an email from, we're going to see, uh, I'm going to call him a B Watts, uh, he says, hey, Lugo and Schaefer, I feel like I deserve this book since I've never had the opportunity to learn from a stripper so I can get the maximum amount of learning from this book. Okay. Much love. Uh, you were in the running, but you did not win. I'm very sorry, B. Watts. Uh, <clears throat> we have another email from a B. Small. Starts out, hello, Schaefer and Lugo. Greetings from your neighbor in New Jersey. You may know me as that guy with the Where's Lugo picket sign you so nicely asked for at MAGFest 2009. Um, That interview with Essence Revealed was amazing. Thank you so much for having her on. I was an aspiring online author in the video game world who unfortunately gave that up this past November to focus on... Uh, Focus more on working on a job I don't really care about because a person has to pay the bills. I know that feeling. I have felt mildly lost in life with no real aspirations since then. I'm hoping to have another point of view and how to be a go-getter will help me not just be a better entertainer, should I choose to return to that path, but just be a better person and help myself be happier with who I am. That isn't a very inspiring email, um, but I'm sorry to say you are also not the winner of the book. But you should definitely go out and buy it anyway because you will have a blast reading it. Uh, we have uh, a email from C. Heidenbrecht. Did I get that right? Uh, good enough. Good enough. Uh, trying to th- uh, think of something witty, but then realized I could could I even be eligible? Or as with most contests, do you have to disqualify extended family? Is this family? Step cousin. Ooh. Uh, Loved listening to this episode. I have a friend in Chicago who is a stripper and really appreciated her view of the world. From your interview, I would learn a lot from Essence as well. I'll probably buy the book anyway, but I figured I would use this as a chance to let you know that you have another listener and have for years. Thanks, cousin. You you guys always bring a smile to my face. That is a fantastic email. Thank you so much for the kudos, and you're going to have to buy the book because you are in fact disqualified. Womp
1: womp 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 womp. womp.
0: But thank you so much for being a listener. Um, if you were not uh, a family member, you would have won. Uh, we have another email. From M. Gray. Hello, Schaefer the Dark Lord and DJ Lugotron. Ooh, he's using my non-deplume. DJ. <laughs> First and foremost, thank you for doing all that you do. Schaefer is my favorite artist, and this is really the only podcast I listen to anymore. Aw. Wait, seriously? you should branch out. You guys really keep me going. This must show is excellent as always reasons I deserve the book. I just turned 35 this month this month, which is totally a mediocre milestone, <laughs> and this book would make the perfect birthday gift. Two, I myself am a struggling, starving artist, and I feel I could totally benefit from his teaching. Three, lastly, I will never be a stripper myself, so this book will be the closest I will mm. ever get. Thank you for your time and consideration. Thank you again for your for the amazing work you do. Matt, that is a fantastic email. Again, thank you for the kudos, but you are going to have to buy it on Amazon like all the other Amazon buyers, because you did not win this book. But we do have the winning email.
1: Oh, right God. here. We're not gonna read all of them, right? No, no, no. Okay, We're not okay. reading all of them. God okay, no,
0: that we'd be here
1: This will be a much longer
2: mail. You're making section. me nervous there. I was watching no. you go through these.
0: <laughs> no, but the but this winner starts off with I would love a paper copy of the stripper book from episode sixty nine. Giggle. He, <laughs> he puts in a giggle in there. Morning gentlemen I love the honorific. Thank you for being so polite.
1: That was very nice. Yeah. I feel very I feel like what I do here is more important now.
0: (laughs) Not sure if I made the 25 list, you did, or not, but I was a bit slow getting to the episode, but I wanted to try at least. I have been listening to you guys for a few years now and follow you both on social media, quite entertaining and fun, but that isn't a reason to give me the book. I'm a father, a father of two teen daughters and a teacher who tries, to, who tries to guide his students. On top of that, I am also our school's girls' cross-country team coach and our girls' basketball team coach. I have pretty much been told for years to keep my girls off the pole, but after listening to the show, I think things go deeper than that. I'd like to hear about her life and journey and continue to see what kind of impact can be made. Huh. And this is from D Brovac. D Brovac, you will be contacted by either Schaefer or myself. You will be contacted by Nelson Lugo. <laughs> and to be told, you are the winner so that I can get
1: all of your details Yay! to ship you the book. Thank you. A ship or or a Kindle purchase? It's it, you, you. No, no. He wants a paper copy. Oh, I did not even listen put that right in the subject Yay, D. (laughs) Broviak So thank you to
0: uh, D. Broviak And everyone who sent in emails For the stripper book I couldn't get to all of them Otherwise we'd be here uh, For another hour or so We do have more emails That are non-stripper book related But maybe we'll save those For a mailbag
1: Let's save those Yeah Because we'll definitely Do an episode next month (laughs) There's no way We're taking off That much time again
0: (laughs) But that is all I have, and I think that's uh, that's a good way to end this on a high note.
1: I think it is. Once yeah. again, congratulations to Nelson and Lisa. Ah, and their soon-to-be uh, puppy friend, yes, Lord Skullcrusher. <laughs> I mean, just consider it. Just put it on the list. I don't know. I was thinking, you know, Undertaker. Oh, all right.
0: Yeah embalming fluid
1: wow okay um glory hole oof what it's got the word glory in it man we were doing so good i don't want to end (laughs) we can't end this show on a glory hole joke uh congratulations again to (laughs) nelson lisa and congratulations to schaefer on a
0: successful tour and i cannot and congratulations to uh Dee D D Broviac. and congratulations to EA the new evil empire that has given us a single player Star Wars campaign that is infinitely better than it should be it could be better it could be better yeah that's it that's it folks this has been the Epic Piecast episode 70 I have been your host Nelson Lugo
1: I have been your other host Shaefer the Dark Lord
0: be safe internets Bye.
1: Thank you for listening to the Epic Piecast. We'd love to listen to you, too. So send us your feedback, questions, love mail, hate mail, recipes, and fan fiction to Piecast at gmail.com. As listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend or funding the network via Patreon. Any size contribution gets you exclusive outtakes, episodes, and images from across the network. And there's even more perks available. Just head to patreon.com nerdyshow. To find out how you or your company can underwrite this or other Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com slash sponsorships. If you like what you've heard, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser or subscribe via Spotify or Stitcher. For more podcasts, articles, community forums, and more, visit nerdyshow.com. And be sure to follow Nerdy Show and the Epic Highcast on all of your favorite social networks. If it's geeky, we've got it covered. Do you want to sing something for a singer? What, what do you want to sing? We haven't sung in a long time.
0: That's true. We haven't done that in a long time. What do you want
1: to do? Um, I don't know. What's a song that we both know?
0: <clears throat> My God, I don't
1: know. Actually, you should tell me songs you know, because I know more songs than you. That is true. I'm a professional singy guy. Mm. Singy is in quotes. Mm.
0: Okay. I'll, I'll, that's fair. Yeah. That's in quotes. Uh, uh, how about this? How about if I just go do what you what you what you want, and then you kick in with the with the, with the with the with the first verse
1: with the first verse of what Do do
0: what do what you want
1: I'm sorry what song is that
0: That's a Beastie Boys song
1: I'm sorry I'm not familiar with it <laughs> cuz the song is called So What You Want Oh So what you, what you, what you want You come into my church <laughs> and you speak ill of the three prophets I,
0: I didn't speak ill I just I was uh, inaccurate
1: in my quote The Adams and Michael <laughs> It is so what you want. So what you, what you, what you want. No, it's now oh, it's all come solid. On, come on. I'm not. No, no, come on. Do it. No. Do it. So
0: what you, what you, what you want.
1: Uh, maybe singing was a bad idea.
0: No, come on. Do this no, with I'm me. not.
1: I'm not. Come I'm not, on. I don't.
0: Play with me. Play in the space. Play in this, this,
1: this safe space we've created well just here. plug me in just like i was eddie harris you're eating crazy cheese like you would think of from paris, paris. you know i get fly you think i get high Hi. you know that i'm gone and i'm gonna tell you all why is that enough yeah
2: thank you you're welcome imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time